Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. For Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists, and for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Yes, welcome to Off the Bench, Scotty Sattler. Hello, my friend. How are you? How are you? Uh, Very good. Well, the AFL's obviously bounced off <laughs> under uh, extreme criticism after the first game, Don't Richmond and Collingwood. Don't start um, And um, actually resembled one of the, some of the AFL women's scores, actually, the the first game of the AFL. There have been bigger rugby league scores. <laughs> yeah. 36 all draw. What a snooze fest. Oh, I know. And, of course, if they took the quarters back 16 minutes. Who cares? You want fatigue in the game. That's what rugby league's got, and it's got a completely different, um, different look to it now. We're loving it. Uh, another great game, I thought, to kick off. Round five with yeah. the, the Broncos and Manly. So Going back to the AFL, I've yep. seen bigger soccer scores. Seriously, <laughs> you know? Oh, what a snooze fest AFL is going to be for the rest of the round. Although I'm looking forward to the Swans on Sunday. Yeah, as you said, the Seagulls beat the Broncos last night. Just a bit of controversy around that game. Isn't it funny? The Seagulls were on the bad end of the uh, controversy last week. This week, they're on the front end. Is, mm. it, a, is it a square up? No. Come on, mate. It was a horrible call by referee Ashley There were plenty of calls. As much as I'm not a massive fan of the Broncos, there were a lot of calls last night. I'm going, this is a square up. This has come from Volandis. No. This has come from the top and said, be nice to the Seagulls. You're one of the great conspiracy theorists. Isn't it a bit obvious, though? No, it's A little not. deal's been done with Desi. Be down so 18 So you reckon their earpiece, the referee's earpiece has it's, also got Peter Volandis going, hey, absolutely. Boy, need to square up. Mate, here. if you don't think Peter Volandis <laughs> is running the referee, I know he's powerful, but he's not that powerful. Wasn't he on the touch on the, <laughs> on the touch line last night? But seriously, mate, it was an absolute get-up last night. It was a get-square to help Manly out after being more. Absolutely. You don't believe me, do you? Well, they got pulled up for another forward pass. As well, from Tommy Toboyevich. It was four. He's got a habit, Tom Toboyevich. He's got a habit. <laughs> now, listen, um, people are still doing Renos. I am. Look at these hands. That is a blister still. Look at that. Oh, that's not a blister. That's where the kitten attacked me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, listen, people are still doing Renos. Our friends, uh, pop in to buy my tiles, by the way. They're open with 30% off all Aussie made tiles. Uh, they're also giving away two bathroom makeovers valued at 10 grand each. Haven't even started. On the bathroom. Laundry done. Can I tell you something that's really good in the bathroom? What? You don't see it in Australia. Oh, it's big in the South Island, New Zealand. Carpet in your bathroom. It's so comfortable. Yeah, but you get it's out of the warm. shower and you're all wet and oh, it makes it... so good. It's nice. So no. when you do your reno, when, if you win one of these Beaumont tiles, What if you miss the makeovers, toilet? We'll what if you get up in the middle of the night, it's a bit dark? Soaks into the carpet so oh. you can't see the stain. And then you blame the cat. That's all you do. All you have to do to win one of these is head to iCanWin.com.au, upload a pic of your ugly bathroom that needs a makeover and tell us what your Beaumont style is. Choose Beaumont Tiles. Proudly Aussie with 30% off Aussie-made tiles now. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Sure is. Um, I, I think the big news from the week, Sats, has all been about uh, the coaching saga at the yeah. Dragons. We talk about, we spoke about it at North every day, the week, every we? day. Yeah. Now he was given Mary uh, Paul McGregor was given a stay of execution, and that's what it is, mate. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually hearing it's four weeks. Yeah, well, he's got four weeks to turn it around. Now, listen, before I get your expert advice, this is a commoner's opinion here. Yeah, <laughs> but if he doesn't beat 
um, in the next couple of weeks. Got, got Cronulla this week, and then the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be he could be gone in two weeks. But the problem is, who replaces him? Well, I mean, we it all comes down to finances for any club. And when it comes down to finances, I'll throw in an interim. And the interim will be an assistant coach. And the assistant coach at the Dragons is Dean Young, former premiership winner, very good player. His father was the captain and one of the great front rowers of the Craig club. Young. Yeah, of all time. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't mean you're going to be a good coach. But no. from all reports, uh, he, he has got a future in coaching. So when it comes down to that, it will be Dean Young will be the interim coach. But you're right. Even though the board does say that you got the full support, for more record, reports, uh, Paul McGregor has got uh, some very close ties and relationships with some of the uh, some of the owners, some of the, the one of the groups that is uh, partial owner of the of the Dragons. So, to meet somewhere in the middle, instead of saying, you know, "Listen, you you're going to be fine until the end of your contract," which is not going to happen under the current circumstance with results, instead of get, getting rid of you straight away, which they haven't done also. I think they've. I think they all would have agreed to meet in the middle somewhere and say, "Hey, listen, let's just readdress this in weeks to come." Let me put this to you, Sats. Mm-hmm. Let's say he loses uh, this week, right? That's going to be a tough ask against Cronulla, Cronulla. right? But it's always a, they always have good matches. Gold yeah. Coast then Roosters, yeah. Right. Let's say he loses. Let's say he loses two out of three. Yep. Right, and that's roughly the month up. They're not going to make the finals no. this year, right? In fact, they'll struggle now to make mm-hmm. the finals. What's the point in getting rid of him now? Might as well hold on to him till the end of the year. You've got to pay out his contract anyway. Recruit a coach for next year. You'll be paying two coaches for one year only then and start the ball rolling. What's the point in getting rid as of him? As much as I hate this, Jace, the players and the player power, they have a lot of say in in the makeup of your... Why do they have a lot of say? Well, now, hang on, listen, hear me yeah. out. Why do they have a lot of say when they're not performing? They should be pulling their no, fingers because out. A, because a lot of, not all players, I shouldn't say all players, no. but there, are, there would be a small faction of players in that group that don't agree with... Well, they should Paul, be fired. Paul McGregor's coaching or his selection process, whatever oh, it may be. Please. And so why get rid of him? Why not get rid of him until the end of the year while you've got to pay him out and you're going to be paying him anyway? Because... You may lose some players along the way, but do you want? Okay, here's no, the you don't gr- want players in there. They're going to rock the boat, you right? Want, so yeah. get rid of them. So, mate, bad luck. You're the, he's the coach. You're the player. Let's look at let's look at an organisational chart of the Dragons. Right, mm-hmm. the coach is above the player. Mm-hmm. Would you have ever done this in your day to your coach, whether you liked no, the coach or or hated I've, the coach? I've seen it happen firsthand at the Penrith Panthers when I had a really good relationship with the coach and. Um, Roycey Simmons, but there was a small faction of players that were working against him because they didn't like, they thought that his old school training mentality was dragging the club down. Right. Why doesn't the large section of players pull that small section to the line and say, listen, I want to win games. I don't care what you think of the coach. Get on board or get lost. No, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Absolutely agree with you because, but unfortunately, it also comes down to the the power of some of those individuals. Do they hold greater power over from a profile point of view within the club over some of those younger players who want to speak up, but they they're not that high up the totem pole. They don't feel comfortable standing up for themselves in a in a team environment. So is it a leader who's causing the trouble? Don't know. I, to be quite honest, and if if I knew, I'd say, but. We we know that there's a, a, a large group of players that, that they love Mary McGregor as a player. They like him as a coach. Uh, they feel as that they're missing something when it comes to their game plan. They feel as though their game plan is probably a little bit too simple. 
and unfortunately players are looking for X's and O's. We look at the NFL now and we think that is the benchmark of how things should be coached. It is so far from the truth when it comes to rugby league. Some of the most simplest of coaches in their approaches to rugby league have won competitions. Wayne Bennett, one of the most simplest coaches when it goes around when you're talking game plans. It's all about enthusiasm, aggression, mistake-free footy, all those boring statistics. John Lang didn't have a game plan. That's incredible. When you won the grand final, you did not have a game didn't plan. Didn't have a game plan. It was just you know, go toe-to-toe, wait for them to blink first, then attack. Don't put your foot off incredible. the throat. Get more, be more aggressive than them. That was it. Nice and simple. And you, and But first and foremost, you've got to have the players to be able to do that as well from a talent mm. point of view. The Dragons have. You look at their playing group, it's a really impressive roster. So what is happening there? You've got players there that obviously that either don't want to train hard don't want to do the extras, aren't willing to go above and beyond. They're the only things that I can pinpoint first and foremost. Now, so why is it the coach none of those have got anything to do with the coach. You go back and look at that loss to the Bulldogs on the weekend, I can drag up 15 or 16 instances where it's got nothing to do with the coach. Basic drop ball, kick out on the full, kick over the dead ball line, mm. um, bad passing, bad skill level, all those sorts of things come down to the individual player and their focus during a game. And what if the next coach who comes in, they don't like them, they still don't perform? Mate, I think it's time that coaches fought back and, and dropped those players. What's he got to lose? Well, What's so he got, th- Drop those players. So this is another argument, Jace. that there are some very young players there like Tristan Saylor and... Who deserve a crack. And Saab, who yep. deserve to be in the team right now. So drop those ones. But is that disillusioning some of the players also? They're Tough. Saying, they're saying, hang on a sec, how come you're not picking these players when yeah. we feel as though that they actually should be in first grade? You're not picking them. But there's only so many places in a team. But they probably deserve to be there. So maybe, maybe Mary's got to get tougher. And, and do what uh, Madge has done this week, dropped a, 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 a bucket load of players. Same with the Broncos. Seabold dropped a lot of players. Maybe he's got to do that and go, listen, you don't, you're causing too much trouble on the team. I'm going to bring some young blokes in, like, like your sailors, and we're going to have a red-hot crack. And that's the thing. You, it's got to do that. Sometimes in these situations, now, you need to give young players who are hungry and enthusiastic Absolutely. to make up for the players who are on big money who aren't as bloodthirsty when it comes to putting their body on the line and the difference between winning and losing. I want to go to crowds. Um, do you think Peter Volandis is – and by the way, I was joking about Peter Volandis telling the referees how to referee. Don't back I, out now. No, I'd, I'd never do that. I love Peter Volandis. <laughs> I, absolutely. Next to Absolutely. Well, in fact, he's probably already got it already. We just haven't had the ceremony. <laughs> um, he's confident we might get crowds next weekend if Black Lives Matters protests continue. And I think absolutely. Well, he's taken the, the different angle to this. He's, he's taken the complete reverse angle to everyone else. Everyone else is saying, hang on a sec, we better not see any positive tests come out. We saw one person in, in, Melbourne? in Melbourne that has tested positive to COVID. So he's saying, instead of saying, oh, hang on a sec, well, it's your fault. We had some players, partners, and who actually attended the Black Lives Matters rally protest. Yep. And why they didn't say to their partner, male or female, whether they're male or female, why they didn't say to their partner, hang on a sec, don't, please don't go. I, I love it that you feel strong about something. Pro- protesting. Please don't go yeah. because yep. you're putting our livelihood and our the money that we earn from my profession in jeopardy here. So, so he's instead of saying, 
oh, we might see a COVID test and we might shut down the comp. He's gone completely 180. He goes, you know what, if we don't get any positive tests out of this, guess what? We can gather in thousands of numbers. Have those partners been tested? Well, I don't know. It's I'd, been pretty quiet because that, that, that is a breach. It was Andrew of, Fafita's partner was one of them. Okay, well, it's a breach of protocol. Mm-hmm. And we saw what happened with Benji when he patched a uh, reporter. Yeah, but is the protocol for the partners as well? Because they've got to go to schools, they've got to go to work. Or is it just the players? Well, this no, is- they've got to, if they go to schools and work, they keep their social distancing, mm. right? At a rally with 20, 30, 10,000 people, it's very hard to. And all the footage I saw, everyone's shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Is there a chance Peter Volandis has organised these protests? <laughs> so yeah. he can prove that people in crowds do not pass on coronavirus. What do you say, Scott Sattler? So you think he said, listen, let's organise this rally because yes. I want to prove to every government that we can gather in is that tens what you're, of thousands. Is that what you're alleging? <laughs> I'm going on record and saying <laughs> no, but you know, it's it's an interesting angle. Again, every one of his statements, Jace, has been about putting a little bit of subtle pressure on the stakeholders that got to make big decisions. Mm. We're going to be back by 28, and the government's going, "No, you're not." And he goes, "Well, okay, watch us." And then the government starts saying, "Hang on a sec, this guy's serious." Now he's doing it again. He's saying, we're going to be back with crowds. Well, why shouldn't we? I think you'll see crowds in New South Wales. Yeah, you won't see it in Queensland. No or way or Victoria. You mm. won't see it in Victoria uh, and you won't see it in Queensland. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, if you live at um, Byron Bay, you can't even drive to the Gold Coast. Mm. You know, So, yeah, I, I can't see that happening. But um, – Including the deputy, uh, the deputy premier of New South Wales is pushing for crowds as well. Yeah. Yep. And mate, they have all the evidence and the stats. They've got they've got the experts working for. Well, them. Peter Volandis has never made a comment or a statement without the factual data behind it, mm. and that's the reason why people say he's ambitious and um, he's a bit of a renegade. And he's a renegade and he's a gunslinger because, but he does it all based on the data and the and the information that he gathers first and for, foremost. Mm. Benji, uh, pashing reporters. Benji Gate. Yeah, what's the latest? You can't there? say that. He's got a beautiful wife, Zoe. You can't say that he's pashing a reporter. All right, he was locking lips no. on the no, cheeks. No, no, he was he was kissing on the cheek. No, he of gave a reporter. he gave a peck on the cheek to say thank you to a reporter because yes. she commended him for the way that he handled his demotion. She said it's, he's been a tremendous role model to her three sons who she showed the way that he responded by being on NRL 360 and saying he's disappointed, I'm going to work on what I've got to, got to work on. And mm. and he said, thank you very much. Yeah, it breached biosecurity rules. And and um, sometimes I think because we're back playing rugby league and we're amongst each other, we sort of tend to forget sometimes yep. what those social distancing are. Uh, but the Tigers look like they're going to be hit with a suspended find. And um, Peter Volandis, many have said, hang on a sec, Broncos breached the media protocols last week. They didn't front the media, their players, but they've escaped penalty. But this is a little bit different because I think Peter Volandis, again, makes a really good comment. He said, yeah, the government, well, they've been kind enough to allow us to come back to our competition under really strict biosecurity measures. So we've got to honour that part of the deal. If we're not going to honour that part of the deal, we may as well call the comp off. Yeah, good point. Yeah. By the way, did the Broncos send a player to the media conference last Matty night? Lodge. Matty Lodge. Yeah, fronted up again. Why isn't he captain? Because it's a PR nightmare for the Broncos. So they think from a survey they did with uh, Broncos fans that the majority came back and said they don't want him as a captain and they'll drop their membership along the lines, words to the effect. Uh, so I think what they're, th- what they're thinking of doing now with Lodge, and it's, it's, I think it's plainly obvious, is that 
we can't have the C next to his name. We'll just ease him. But in. if we ease him yeah. into press conferences and stuff, he's not actually officially the captain, but we feel as though he's good enough to be our, one of our spokesmen. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. What about tonight? The battle oh, of the oh. Western Suburbs. Oh. Uh, if they had a crowd, they'd be full of flannelette shirts and UGG boots out at uh, Bank West Stadium. Why do you have to say that? Well, it's the West, West of Sydney, mate. Yeah, but you're making an, an insinuation that that that's their that's all they wear. They don't. There's a lot of class and stuff. If there was the a West. beach at Penrith, that that would be what they wear. Ugg boots no, and wouldn't. flannelette shirts. Actually, I've got to be. Actually, I love Penrith, as you know. But Penrith's I, a great. Spot. I remember my first two days. I arrived in Penrith at the end of October two, yeah. 1998, and I went for a drive down the main street, High Street or Henry Street. And so, I parked and I got out of the car and I put money in the in the um in the meter in the parking meter, and this family walked past me, and Mum and Dad had. This is October, mind you, so we're going into <laughs> yes. summer. Oh, no, he's Jeans, uh, flannies, yep. Ugg boots. All the kids were all had Ugg boots and flannies on. Them. Well, right. I said, honestly, it was 37 degrees. Yeah. I was in board shorts and a singlet from the Gold Coast. Oh, look at this ring in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, listen, let's get to our Friday night preview, yep. mate. Uh, always a great game, a lot of feeling. Um, I was really, you wrote this down today. Nearly merged in 2000. Yeah. I forgot about my that. Very first, my first year at Penrith, I remember. Penrith are really struggling. The new poker machine tax came in, and so financially they'd gone and bought all these clubs. And they, so Parramatta and Penrith nearly merged at the end of 1999 to become one big super that. Western club. And Roger Cowan, the then uh, boss of Panthers, he ended up kiboshing at the last moment, which was was the best thing. I mean, they, they could not be any more even, These both these clubs. They've paid 40 times since the NRL came into fruition in 1998. It's 20 apiece. Uh, both teams... Um, are undefeated at the moment. Of course, Penrith have also had a um, had a draw as well. But in saying that, there's nothing between these sides. Penrith, ex-Penrith players, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Mike Acevo, Michael Jennings, Wunga Blake, all former Penrith players, got a lot to play for, love playing against your former team. And matchups, Jace. you got uh, Mike Acevo versus Brian To'o. You've got uh, Mitchell Moses versus the returning uh, Nathan Cleary. Who's the better halfback out of those two at the moment? Um, well, everyone, well, you would say Cleary is he's a representative Jeez, player. Moses has just stepped up this year, hasn't he's he? He's matured. Yeah. yeah. Regan yeah. Campbell-Gillard versus the whole pack. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and Ryan Madison versus Viliami Kikau as well. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. They played last May. It was the last time they played, 2019. Penrith won 16-10. Nathan Cleary put on a clinic that night. He ran right. So... Um, I can't wait for this one. Can't split. Can't split either side. Um, Cleary will be underdone. Well, what's it been? It's clearly what? he'll be. Cleary will be underdone. Yes, but he's. Um, how many weeks has it been since he's played? About twelve weeks. Yeah, he. Uh, no, he'd be what, eleven weeks. Three? Yeah, it would be about yeah, eleven weeks. Yeah, he would be underdone. But when you're the halfback, you got the ability to sort of if if you're a good halfback, you got the ability to control the tempo of the game through your kicking game. So he can slow it down, speed it up, whichever way he wants. So um, interesting enough, Matty Burton, the 5'8", he's on the bench when and Jerome Luai has moved from halfback to 5'8". Gee, he was good last week. Well, many thought, why why not Burton? But listening to Ivan Cleary throughout the week, he said, one, he promised Jerome Luai the, the number six jersey before the season kicked off, true to his word, but also most notably... Ivan Cleary said that Nathan Cleary's son and Jerome Liu have played a lot of their junior rugby league together. Right, so they've got this really good combination. Yeah, um, 
they really don't even need to call to each other. It's just basically a look in the eye, and they know what whichever whichever everyone thinks, either one thinks. So that's the reason why he's gone with Luai. But to have Matty Burton on the bench is a is a huge plus. Also, who's going to win? <sighs> I think it's going to go Golden Point. Really? Yeah. And if it goes Golden Point, I think Nathan Cleary kicks a kicks a field goal to win it. All right, we'll look at the rest of the games in the round two a little later on in the show. This is Off the Bench for Hastings Deering, the best cut equipment, parts, service and technology. That's Hastings Deering, your advantage, and Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialist. Coming up next, we're going to have a look at the Thursday night game uh, where the Broncos put up a good fight. This is Off the Bench. We're back. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists and for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. On Off the Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. Roth, who was under a heap of pressure when he kicked that one. It's been taken there. Now pass to Katoni Stakes. Kicks the goal. Area Stakes flies through, scores! Brisbane with the opening try... Great skill, Badge, you mentioned it. The Katoni Stakes can spark this Brisbane team, and that's exactly what he's done. Brisbane four with a kick to come, Manly nil. Last one here for Brisbane. Milford with a kick for Coates. He flies high, takes it, scores. The youngsters in, great kick, Anthony Milford. Even better take, Xavier Coates. Whoa, Brisbane, 10. Where's this come from? Manly nil with a kick to come. They go to the left this time. Milford, quick hands. Darius Boyd got Farnworth on his outside. Doesn't need him. Darius Boyd, the veteran. He scores a try. And Brisbane will go further in front. Walker, Tom Chaboyevich, oh. great pass. They're in. And boy, didn't they need that. The Manly Seagulls, Tavita Funa. He's had a horror night so far, but he helps himself to a much-needed Manly four-pointer. Tackle two for Manly. Croker, Walker, DCE wrapping around. (laughs) Beautiful. That is great play. The six and seven combining, and now Manly have scored. Daly Cherry Evans, they're running it. Walker, hands, Trebojevic, Suli, and he scores. This is a contest tonight. Moses Suli scores for the Seagulls. And after the conversion, we'll have a two-point ball game. Here comes Manly. To bring Manly back level with 16 minutes left. Garrick, study of concentration. Has a look at the posts. Moves in. Eventually, right boot strikes it. And he's successful. Whoa. We are all tied up. 18 all. So Ruben Garrick to put Manly in front. That's right. Put them in front. It was 18-0. Moves in. Strikes it, kicks it, nine minutes left. Manly, 20, Brisbane, 18. Goodness me, what a game of football. What a finish. What a second half. What an 80 minutes. Yeah, it's one been sensational. One of the great cliches is the tale of two halves, but it has been, hasn't it? So dominant, the Broncos, they come out with great enthusiasm, terrific energy, they're aggressive. And then Manly were just searching for half time. They need to refine them, rediscover themselves, what they've been, why they've been really good this year, and, and come out the second half a completely different side. Let's not forget five minutes before the second half, Brisbane were close to being 24 0 in yeah. front. Manly, what a comeback. The Seagulls, 20 points to 18. That is it. Siren sounds, and Brisbane have gone down much better this week, the Broncos, but Manly, they have done it. They have beaten the Broncos 20 points to 18. What a game of football on this Thursday night, NRL Nation. If you're not 
entertained by what we've seen over the last 80 minutes, then you're very, very hard to be pleased. Yeah, there you have it. The highlights from last night with yourself, Badge, and also Salty. Mate, what were the talking points from the game? There's a lot of them. The way that the Broncos started, uh, really good effort. The, the start-off was was sensational with the Katoni Staggs try. It was a lot of skill involved with Xavier Coates, who was outstanding, the 19-year-old. Amazing. And then the Katoni Staggs, a little chip and scored uh, for himself. They went to an 18-0 lead, as we just heard uh, on the highlights. But the try before half time to Manly, that's when you start thinking, well, Manly may come home strong here because they finished uh, the half off on a positive. Would have loved to have been in the, the dressing sheds at half time with, um, <laughs> with Desi Hasler. Uh, some bad calls against the Brisbane Broncos, Jace. There yeah, there a, were. There was a 20-40, not a 40-20, but the new rule of 20-40 from Anthony Milford. Ball hit the line. They should have retained possession, but uh, it was a the ball was batted back by Ruben Garrick, and then they end up keeping the ball, and um, and that was in the second half. So yeah. it's a really big turning point. And then at eighteen all, there is a play. The, there was a steal in the tackle by Pat Carrigan from Jake Trebojevic, and it should have been a play the ball under the new rules as opposed to a penalty that that broke the deadlock. Oh, mate, it was a really tough call. It was a one-on-one strip, so, you know, if he had a court held, then what normally happens is, that, is the guy gets to play the ball again. So to lose a game like that, it's disappointing because, yeah, I just didn't think it was a penalty. Yeah, that was Anthony Seabold in the uh, media correct. conference after. He was, and I was watching it as well, and I think everyone was going, well, let's just play the ball. Well, it's usually like a player fighting in the tackle. He turns Absolutely. around, he offloads it, and the referee's already called held. Yeah. So you just come back, you play the ball. Instead, they get a penalty. They kick the goal, 20-18. to 18. Uh, Best players, Xavier Coates, Payne Haas, Matt Lodge, Carrigan. Milford ran the ball for Manly. Tommy Trebojevic, absolutely outstanding. His tackle right on full time will be one of the highlights of, of, the, of the season. Yeah. And Adam Fanua-Blake came off the bench. Uh, Marty Tapao dislocated his knuckle, didn't come back on the field, ran for 240 metres. Off the, the bench. Off the bench, off yeah. Off the bench, incredible. Just there like this show, off the bench. That's very good, mate. I like that. Good segue. Off One of, okay, I'll just hit this then, shall we? Hot Topic Time on Off the Bench. Get connected with Southern Phone. Amazing new mobile SIM deals are available now from Southern Phone. Oh, look, just like the hosts of the show, Hot Topics. Right up. What? Um... <laughs> What's this about a former Australian Wallabies coach? Ain't a coach in the rugby league? Well, Eddie Jones has been positioned as a possible coach to take over from John Morris if something happens there. For more reports, there are some of the playing group that are, again, we were talking about this earlier. Mate, I'm over this. Some of the playing group are starting to lose faith in John Morris about whether he is the man that can take them through to um, a top four position. Now, we don't know yet. So, I think he needs to be given a chance, but... Uh, the Eddie Jones has come from uh, some of the executive management committee at Cronulla. They've started asking people around the rugby league landscape, uh, some important people in the rugby league landscape, who should be the next coach of Cronulla if if John Morris doesn't seem to work out. It's sort of like a plan B. Now, the options have been, uh, let, you can go down the normal road of the next cab off the rank. It could be like a, I don't know, Craig Fitzgibbon or a Trent Barrett or, or Jason someone like that. Riles or something yeah, like, someone like that. Really or good. Or you yeah. know, someone completely left of centre. Eddie Jones wants to get into rugby league, but he's paid an absolute fortune to coach. There's his no English chance. Rugby. No way in no the world. Chance. And but why would we? Why wouldn't you? I've, all, I've always thought about rugby, this. Why would rugby league look at? A, a, why would we think you'd have to go and find something in another code when you've got? a lot of very good coaches to call from in rugby league. Can I throw this at you? Are you saying then that 
someone like a Craig Bellamy mm-hmm. couldn't coach the Wallabies. It's a really good point you make. Because um, it's about leadership of men. If you want all the tactical stuff, that's what your assistant coaches are for. Your you know backs what? coach, you know your what? forwards You're right. coach. You've convinced me. Alan Jones, even though he didn't have great success in, in rugby league, from all reports, a very good day-to-day motivator of, and controller of, of the playing group. I don't think he had the right players to win a comp. Um, but in saying that... Um, I reckon, mate, Ricky, you're, you're I reckon right. Ricky could coach rugby as well, mate. I, I reckon well, Ricky, Ricky spent some time with Eddie Jones. That's right. Well, he was a rugby junior, wasn't he? Well, he, he, was in a, he played for Australia. He was yeah, a wallaby. Yeah. Yeah, he's a dual international. So there you go. Went on the tour to Argentina. All right, let's not get like stuck that. into yeah, but, details. But, but yeah. in saying that, I, actually, you know what? Yeah, you're right, Jace. I think that Craig Bellamy would do a great job. It's got to be a very special individual that can do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good All right. point. That's our hot topic. Uh, amazing new mobile SIM deals from Southern Phone. Do I get a great point uh, on our on our board here? In the studio, whenever someone yeah. says to us, great question, um, or great point. You actually get a point, so thank you. Thank you very much for that. That's right. Up next, we're getting a, a Racing Queensland update. We'll get to our performers of the week. This is Off the Bench. You're listening to Off the Bench, and for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage, and Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back soon. We're back. This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists and for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Yes, welcome back to Off The Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Time to get our Racing Queensland update right now with Chris Nelson. Race at your place, racingqueensland.com.au. G'day, Chris. G'day, Jase. G'day, Sats. Good to talk to you guys. Hey, Chris. How are you, buddy? Very well, thanks. Now, big weekend of racing, mates. Where are we, Eagle Farm or Doombin this weekend? We are at Eagle Farm this weekend. We've got uh, two listed races. We've got two Group 3 races, and we've got two Group 2 races. The Group 2s are the Roses for the three-year-old fillies and the Dane Ripper for the fillies and the mares. Now, something different from other years because of all the uh, uh, interesting things we've had happen this year, of course. The Roses is basically the grand final for the fillies. It's usually the Oaks, but we don't have an Oaks this year. So this is the grand final for those fillies. So it'll be a really good race, this one. All right, mate. And um, how the how the feet of the horses? Because Eagle Farm was a bit hard last week. They're not feet, week. mate. They're well, not feet. What are they? They're the hoofs. hoofs. The yeah. hoofs. They're hoofs. Yeah. Or hooves. The hoofs. Yeah. Did you have to massage any uh, horses' hoofs uh, <laughs> over the last week at all, Chris, because of the, t- the hard no. uh, track? Not myself, no. But uh, I'm sure some of the trainers had to uh, get some uh, masseurs in to help with... Uh, some, some maybe uh, some stiff joints and that sort of thing. But, uh, look, I don't think we are due for a little bit of rain tomorrow. We might get up to five mils. So it'll probably nice. uh, been a bit softer hey, than Chris, it was last week for sure. Okay? Chris, Jace had this image of all these all these horses in the shopping centres at those nail, you know, the nail clinics sitting <laughs> up getting their <laughs> Give their me a hoofs, massage, mate. Massage. Hoofs their... massage. I, I swear I saw <laughs> one at my local shopping centre. Pedicures. And... <laughs> Getting their nails clipped. Uh, now, listen, mate, dare I ask you for a tip? Yeah, by all means. Look, I think in the Roses, race number seven, horse number nine, Sky Horse, is trained in Melbourne by Kieran Maher and David Eustace. Ran in the Gunsin three weeks ago at Doom, and I thought the run was really good. Love the way that she found the line. And I just think uh, from a good gate tomorrow, uh, with Ryan Maloney to do the steering, I think she'll settle a lot closer. 
and I think she's a good bet at around six dollars. So have something on her. Race seven, number nine, Sky Horse in poses. All right, mate. I'm going to tell that to the boys at golf tomorrow. So hopefully uh, they won't kill me this week. All right, mate. Uh, Chris Nelson. Chris I was Nelson. Say, from... My ears are burning, guys. That'll, I'll know all the, You uh, know what's happening, mate. I'm cur- I'm cursing you on the on the course. Uh, with the help of Sky Racing and Tab Race at your place, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Chris Nelson, have a great weekend, mate, and good luck. You too, guys. All the best. Who gets a mention in our off the bench performance of the week? All right, Sats, who's your performance of the week going to this week? Benji Marshall. Uh, again, as I said earlier on, uh, dropped from first grade this week um, at this stage until the team's announced, but uh, handle it with absolute class. Would be hurting and hating it deep down inside, hating life, but the way he responded to it, I thought was a a tremendous example of of how you handle some adversity. Mine's going to a team who played on Thursday night, and I don't normally hand them uh, awards, but Xavier Xavier Coates from the Broncos, he... He was outstanding. If if Croft's kicking game was better, I would have put that ball on the try line every single set of six. Yep. He was outstanding, he wasn't was he? He was good. Good good young kid actually. Really good and a huge future in the game. Hey, listen and he's huge. He's six foot four. Wow. Yeah, nineteen years of age. Hey, listen, uh, we spoke to Reese Robson during the week from the North Queensland Cowboys. He's their hooker. Um I asked him the question, you're a very proud New South Welshman, aren't you, mate? Sure am, mate. Warren Brad. Yeah. Now, you're there from Wollongbar, and I've, I've spent a fair bit of time in the Northern Rivers um, with the Byron Bay Red Devils. Reese, now, were you a Wollongbar Mustang? Uh, yeah, I come through Wollongbar Colts and turned into Mustangs and get a bit older, but yeah, that was my junior club coming through. So I'm moving to Sydney as a, as a young lad and then moving up to Townsville, you've had uh, some cultural changes. How's the, uh, how's the transition been to going to Townsville? Actually, been good, yeah, transition pretty smooth so yeah moving to Sydney is probably a bit harder just going down there and starting school but moving up here and going straight into the sort of footy system makes it a bit easier meet the boys straight away so that helps. Now Reese, moving up from the Dragons was it more of an opportunity move because you're behind someone like the likes, likes of Cam McGuinness who was just on the verge of playing Origin? Um, yeah that was probably a big part of it I love my time at the Dragons and um Still very grateful for coming through there and all the opportunities I got there. And um, but yeah, I think that's sort of what it come down to. I sort of wanted to play a bit more first grade, and it was tough with Cam playing eighty minutes every week. So I thought if I'd um, come up here, Jakey, great player, but doesn't always play the eighty, so it'd give me a chance to sort of get on the field a bit more. So you're saying he's unfit? Is that what you're saying? He doesn't play eight minutes. You're saying he's unfit, aren't you? No, no, money, Jokey. Now, really exciting, really exciting young player that's uh, making his debut this week. We saw him in the nines, uh, Hamaso Tabuai Fido. Uh, tell us what we can expect in the thirteen man aside game because I can't wait to watch him play this weekend. Oh yeah, obviously, uh, very exciting over at that nines tournament, and um, I think if we can just have a little bit of a glimpse of that this weekend, it'll be unreal. But um, yeah, no, I'm expecting him to come out and have a blinder. So hopefully he can do that for us on Friday night and help us get over the line. Val Holmes, Reese, uh, when he came back into rugby league, um, the game against the Brisbane Broncos, he had a good try assist, but he still looked a little bit a little bit scratchy coming back into the game, which was going to be expected. But the eight weeks away that we had in isolation, do you feel as though he probably welcomed that more than most just to try and get that timing back a little bit more? Yeah, I think I think that's probably um, been sort of a blessing in disguise with him that um, eight weeks off, but um, 
because he sort of hit the ground running ever since he's been back. And, um, yeah, and looks like he's back to his old self and hasn't missed a beat. So that's good to always have that coming back. back yeah, there's always, there's always one standard question I ask anyone that goes to Townsville for the first year, Reese, and that is, how many times have you been to the Mad Cow? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, not as much as I would have liked. Everything's shut at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. one of the best. Got it's up one of the here gr- and sort of... No, I was going to say it's, it's one of my. It used to be one of my favourite places. When you look at the, you looked at the, at the draw each year when you f- played Cowboys, you just knew it was going to be a great night of the Mad Cow after it. What was so good about it, um, Sats? Oh, it was, it's just loose. You've heard, you would have heard the stories about the Mad Cow since arriving up there, wouldn't you, Reese? I have heard a few stories. I used to love coming up here in twenties as well. But um, <laughs> since I've been up here, I haven't get to experience it yet. But Sats would have featured in a few of those stories too. I imagine this <laughs> legendary for what he gets up to up there. I guess Paul Green, is, is Paul Green and Peter Parr and Co. Do they say, "Hey guys, there's certain things you can and can't do, and uh, certain places you you can and can't go when you when you arrived?" Oh, uh, oh now they're all pretty good. Um, what's it called? It's not. It's not a massive place, Townsville, so um, they start telling you you can't go too many places. It gets tough, but um, no, nah, it's been good. Yeah, well, a big game this weekend against the, the Warriors, who are playing really on emotion at the moment, aren't they? And um, but before we let you go, Reese, I want to ask you if you had to be put into isolation or quarantine uh, with one play, one person from your club. I'm going to give you the choice of three. You can only pick one of them, okay? So you're going to be isolated, just you and him in the house. That's it. It's Paul Green, uh, Jason Taumalolo, or Josh Maguire. Which one would you choose? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'd probably have to go with Big Jace. Jace Taumalolo, yeah. That's a safe bet, I think. Yeah, yes. yeah, he'd probably just sit on his PlayStation all day. You could have gone with a coach and done all his washing and cooking and everything, and you'd be in first grade for the, the rest of your time up there, no <laughs> doubt at all. <laughs> Could have done that. We probably would have been watching video every night. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Better than television. Uh, Reese Robson, hooker from the from the North Queensland Cowboys. Good luck against the uh, the Warriors this week. Thanks for having us, fellas. You're listening to Off the Bench, and for the best cat equipment, parts, and service, Hastings Theory. Your advantage and Bob Jane T Mart's tire and wheel specialists. We'll be back soon. We're back. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T. Mars, tyre and wheel specialists. And for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Right here, off the record time with uh, Sats and Jason. Uh, choices flooring, floors for living style now on. What's the juicy goss this week, off Sats? Off the record, we may hear a little bit more about this in the coming three or four days, I think. An assistant coach, Jace, at a struggling club. Yes was heard bagging his head coach at a local watering hole by a group of people. Really? And one of them apparently may have taken offence to it. So we might learn a little bit more about this. Okay. Mm. Choices flooring. Floors for living sailors on now. Enjoy big savings on carpet, hard flooring, blinds and rugs. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. Round five continues. Uh, Rabbitohs versus Titans. Who do you like, Zach? Rabbits. All righty. Knights versus Storm. Going Storm. Wests versus Raiders. Raiders. Mm, Bulldogs versus Roosters. 
Roosters. And Dragons versus Sharks is probably the hardest game of the round, right? I think, I think you're right. Uh, but I'm going to take the Sharks, but not with a lot of confidence. All right. So don't put any money on it. Is that what you're saying? Mm. Yep. All right, mate. Listen, have a great weekend. This has been Off the Bench with Sats and Jason Matthews. See ya. For the best cat equipment. I'm not finished yet. For the best cat equipment, parts and service. Hastings Deering, your advantage. And Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialist. Now you can say it. See ya.